We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. back to another episode of analytics with arjun um, if you're watching on youtube i apologize for the little bit of a wonky setup i'm currently moving into my new place in ann arbor where i go to school at the university of michigan so don't really have a a, a proper setup in my room yet so kind of just sitting in the middle of the house and um, if you hear some ex- external noises i apologize for that as well but wanted to make a video and i felt like i had to make a video about the preseason and kind of just talk about what matters and why you should care a little bit about the preseason and what we should at the end of the day take away from the Chargers preseason performances from uh, players ranging from Chase Daniel Easton Stick to the special teams players like Dean Leonard, Jasir Taylor, Brandon Stevens, all of that. So let's start with the quarterback situation, right? Um, Easton Stick, Chase Daniel, obviously both are like 90% going to make the team. Uh, just this preseason is is helping us determine who's going to be the uh, quarterback two, who's going to be the on the active ro- or on the forty six man roster during game time. So let's look at their performances over the preseason. So again, to um, measure a quarterback's uh, performance, we like to use EPA per play, which is uh, stands for expected points added. Basically, a better way to measure how many points a player adds or loses to their team on a given play. So Chase Daniel in the preseason has averaged about 0.16 EPA per play, which is which is pretty good, right? So when considering Stick and Daniel, you have to also understand that like both of them got reps with the starters and both of them got drives with the second and third team. So they've kind of had an equal footing in this competition, right? Um, outside of EPA per play, we can use CPOE to measure kind of like accuracy or just like how often they're completing balls that are not expected to be completed. Chase Daniel uh, completing balls 3% less than expected. So not doing great in that category, but you look at Easton Stick averaging negative 0.02 EPA per play. So basically he's not really helping the Chargers. He's not really hurting them a lot either in the preseason, but um, and, but he's he is a little bit more, um, uh, he's taking more shots down the field. So 8.1 ADOT for Easton Stick. 6.8 a dot for Chase Daniel, Easton Sick negative 0.02 EPA per play, which is worse than Chase Daniel's 0.16 EPA per play, and finally Easton Stick completes has completed passes 4.4 percent less than expected, which is worse than what Chase Daniel has done. 
So kind of like, I, I don't really think the quarterback situation matters all that much. I really don't care because if Justin Herbert goes down, then this, te this team is going to be in trouble. <laughs> it will take a 2017 Jags performance from this defense to keep this team afloat if Justin Herbert goes down. Let's put it that way. But, uh, you know, there are some things that we look at in the preseason. You know, play calling is one, the type of play calls that Lombardi's calling or, St or Staley's calling. So I wanted to walk through two older articles by PFF, but I think hold some value here. So um, this is by my colleague, Timo Riske. Basically, he looked at, do coaches give away their scheme in the preseason? And the answer is sometimes. Some coaches do um, show a lot of their scheme in terms of their passing heat maps or where they target the field or this type of play calls that they have during the preseason. I don't think the Chargers are one of those teams. Why? Because their playbook with Justin Herbert is and is and should be drastically different than what it is with Chase Daniel and Easton Stick. For reference, Chase Daniel can't complete an out route to save his life. And Justin Herbert is one of the best at hitting an out route on the money in stride, not throwing behind or too far ahead of the receiver. So I know this is like a couple of older graphs, but you can see like someone like Sean McVay in the preseason, he rarely targets the middle of the field. He's always targeting. Um, he had a lot of short, quick passes to the left, short, quick passes to the right. But during the regular season, you can see the heat map where there's a lot more red towards the middle of the field, showing that he doesn't really expose his true scheme until the regular season, which I think Lombardi is doing. I you know, don't have these graphs in front of me right now, but that is what I think the Chargers should be doing because you know, your playbook with Justin Herbert is going to be much different than Joe Lombardi. Now, um, defensive-wise, the scheme you run in the, in the preseason is most likely what you'll show during the regular season. This is actually an article I wrote um, about a year ago to this day, I would say a couple of days here and there. But basically, you know, I, I looked at how often coverages are played by certain teams in the preseason versus regular season. There isn't that big of a drop-off, right? Like playing cover one, it's, it's about like a 3% drop-off from the preseason, regular season. Cover two, you play a little bit more. Basically, you play a lot more zone in the regular season than you do in the, in the preseason, which intuitively makes sense because in the preseason, you want to see what type of corners you have and how well they can hold up in man. Because in zone, it's kind of, it's kind of muddy and it's kind of a lot of variance comes from that. Um, but basically, you know, you can see like the how linear the relationship is between the regular season and the preseason when it comes to playing man. Um, and that how unique a scheme in how unique a scheme is, is also uh, pretty linear from the preseason to the regular season. So we can kind of predict how um, unique a scheme is that uh, in the regular season based on the preseason values. So that's that's kind of the overarching takeaways I had from a scheme schematic perspective and the quarterback perspective. Now, there are some things we need to talk about that I think uh, that are um, that that are important to understanding the Chargers and what they should be doing in the regular season. Let's talk about this trash special teams performance this past week. If anything, the special teams performance told me the Chargers should be limiting the amount of special teams plays a their opposing team can do. What that means is you don't want to add variance to the game of football if you're the Chargers. The Chargers, by most power rating metrics, by, by their Super Bowl odds, are top six, top at least top 10 team. 
which means in the majority of their games, they're going to be favored. So I'm going to share my screen again, and I'm going to walk you through this reasoning. So I hope, hopefully you guys can all see this. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, I encourage you to go to YouTube and watch this part. Basically, let's draw a line. And this is the distribution of play for the Los Angeles Chargers. Basically, you can see, you know, the, the mean play of the Chargers is right here. Okay. And we can just, we can just call this like eight or something like they're like, they're an eight. Okay. The average strength of their opponents in um, 2022 is going to be this. And we draw this mean right here. We can call this six, right? So you can see on average, based on the distribution of how the Chargers are expected to play, on average, the Chargers are better than a majority of the teams that they play this in 2022. Now, just because they're better doesn't mean they'll win. Why? Because you can see there are points where the team, the team that would be green, their distribution, if they play to the right of the mean, of their mean, right, which means they're playing in the 80th percentile of their overall team performance, or they're playing in the 90th percentile, there are times where the Chargers could lose if they perform below the 90th percentile. So what I mean by that is, if you look at, if I draw this line, say this is where the, uh, the Dolphins play, and when the Chargers play the Dolphins, and then when the Chargers play, they play right here. So they did play above their mean, but it was still worse than the Dolphins' performance. Now, you, you might be asking me, like, why does this matter? And how does this relate to special teams? Well, special teams adds variance. That's all it does. Special teams doesn't have as many plays that affect the game as offensive and def defensive performance. What that e effectively means is a good special teams won't like really add too much to your roster. It won't really impact your roster or your, your team performance as much as a horrible special teams will. And that's exactly what the Chargers are. They're terrible. I mean, I, I understand it's the preseason. This may not be the players that, you know, are, are starting at Gunner, that's starting in the special teams, but they allowed a kick return and a punt return. And mind you, the way that these, these depth players, these fifth and sixth string uh, CB5, CB6, safety four, safety five, the way these guys get on the team is by special teams. And if they're doing this in the preseason, I, I don't know how much is going to hurt the Chargers. So let's go back to this graph. Again, you want to reduce the amount of variance that you add to the game. If, you, if, if the Chargers allow teams to return the ball on kickoffs, if they don't, if J.K. Scott isn't punting it high enough to where there's not a lot of fair catches, this green line will most likely move over to the right and the Chargers blue line will move over to the left. Why? Because the Chargers special teams will add variance. There will be an occasional pun return for a touchdown, a kick return for a touchdown. There will be an occasional um, kick interference or pun interference. There, the, Joe Reed will fumble on a kickoff return. There is just too much variance involved with special teams for the Chargers to engage in anything in that man manner, if that makes sense. So here's what I'm suggesting. And here's what, if I was working for the Chargers, I would tell Brandon Staley and Ryan Ficken, number one, every kickoff should be a touchback. 
if if Dustin Hopkins does not have the leg to place a touchback, make train J.K. Scott. That guy has one of the strongest legs on the team, if not the strongest leg on the team. Every kick should be a touchback. You should not be allowing teams to return the ball on this right now awful kick return unit to where teams can sneak in an easy kick return for a touchdown and boom, that's that's seven points that you just can't get back that instantly, that quick. Because you don't, I mean, like, do the Chargers have that dangerous of a kick return, man? Like, I know DeAndre Carter's kind of replacing Andre Roberts, but we don't know if he's going to be, like, Andre Roberts' level from last year. You want to reduce variance. And that's why every kick should be a touchback. Every punt should be aimed to get a fair catch. And if it isn't a fair catch, you better damn well make sure it doesn't go for a touchdown. Or if you're not that confident in your gunners, which I'm not, just kick it out of bounds, angle it out of bounds to where you're not allowing a return. Yeah, you might not be getting perfect punt placement inside the 10, inside the five, but that's better than the chance of allowing a punt return touchdown, allowing yards to be gained just from special teams. Again, if the Chargers play at their mean level, which we know they're capable of, they will make the playoffs. They will go 11 and 6, 12 and 5, or at least 10 and 7. If the Chargers allow this type of variance to happen in the regular season, if they allow teams to return the ball to, to kind of um, add this type, this sort of unpredictability through special teams, I, I am very nervous for how that's going to affect the Chargers record and their outcomes in 2022. So again, all kickoffs should be touchbacks. All punt returns should be aimed to be fair caught or kicked out of bounds. When the Chargers are returning, like I, I really don't have faith in DeAndre Carter to like not mess up or whoever's going to be their tournament. If the if the opposing team kicks the ball into the end zone, just kneel it. Just take the touchback. Just take the 25 yards. Justin Herbert can go 25 yards every single time or 75 yards every single time. If you take the ball out and start at the 20, again, you're just adding more variance. You're making it tougher on the offense. So every kickoff that lands in the end zone should be a touchback. And I think that's it. I don't really, I mean, pun return is kind of just like, don't fumble, don't muff the ball. Um, but again, you want to reduce the type of noise that special teams adds to a game because the Chargers are going to be favored in almost every game they play, except like the Chiefs or, I mean, basically the Chiefs, I don't, I don't know who, like how many other games the Chargers are going to be uh, underdogs by like three or more points. So um, I, I like, again, I hope this was insightful. I, I felt the need to make this video after the special teams performance and, and kind of just talk about why the preseason doesn't really matter for a lot of schematic things, but on, on the offensive side of the ball, but it does matter for the defense and how the special teams performance kind of adds insight into what the Chargers should be doing um, during the regular season. So I um, hope that was enjoyable. Thank you guys for staying till the end of the video. And again, as always, bolt up. Thank you.